Welcome back, everyone, to Point of Sale, where we break down great retailers and the data and technology that, of course, move their supply chains. And I know what you're thinking, Grace, what are you wearing? It's the brightest thing that I've ever seen. Uh, well, like every driver out there, I am wearing my PPE as we get excited for this wonderful week of National Truck Driver Appreciation Day. Now, I know what else you're thinking. Grace, this is a retail supply chain show. Oh, why on earth are we talking about drivers? Well, we're going to be talking about the labor force today in particular. And of course, this being a big part of it, 3.5 million people out there every single day making sure that your supply chains are moving uh, and doing it with almost little to no appreciation throughout the year. So thank you to everyone who has taken time out of this week to just thank a driver, go outside, go shake some hands, do the, do all the marketing uh, nonsense that you want to do. It all matters. It all adds up. Because at the end of the day, what we're slowly going to see here in the next couple of years is some really tight labor markets for our our supply chain. That's all the way down to drivers. We've got some really great technology that's going to be needed. We've got a lot of areas within in-store and delivery that are going to need really great people behind them. And if we can't take just a second out of our day, out of one week out of the whole year, to thank the drivers, the ones that we see on the road every single day, we're into a load of trouble. And that's what we'll dive into today. And we'll, we'll, of course, end it off with a solution. And I think that's the biggest part when we have these appreciation weeks and we have these moments of you know, remembering and thanking the employees that are part of the supply chain. Uh, it's always important to figure out, okay, well, what's the solution to this loss of labor, this need of labor, and how do we get people to stay and become a part of the supply chain industry, whether that's a warehouse worker or whether that's a, a, a worker in technology making the you know, autonomous and different scheduling systems. And in this case, yard management systems that we'll need in the future. Uh, so we'll dive into that near the end with our guest here. But first, I want to dive into just a couple of areas where outside of even the driver, we're really going to see some support needed when it comes to workers in our supply chain. The first is the holiday season, right? We, of course, demand is lower this year, but that's not stopping people from buying a lot of that inventory that's moving all around the U.S. And we've already seen this week, UPS announced they're going to need a 100,000 workers, not just delivery workers, but even workers within their warehouse systems in order to keep up with that demand. Geodis came out, so then they need 5,000 workers. Uh, and it's continuing to see, especially the on-demand and delivery, uh, as many of people continue to forget about Christmas until the last week, those people are going to be needed in order to make sure that we're keeping up with our holiday demand. And outside of uh, just even the holiday, uh, going into 2023, uh, we talk about all the time the, the issues with finding appropriate warehouse space for a lot of our retailers. Uh, most of it's leased. Most of it being built is being leased as well prior to it even uh, uh, beginning to lay down that concrete. And it's important to realize that most people are feeling this way. In a recent InstaWork survey, 63% of warehouse managers did not feel that they would reach their labor needs this upcoming year. That's uh, a pretty good majority. And of the 
58% of, of that group as well were already dealing with fulfillment growth. Uh, E-commerce isn't going anywhere anytime soon. That's important to know. And uh, if anything, it's going to continue to be the, the way that we all want to shop. Uh, so in order to pull that off, one, we, we need those people in those warehouses ready to manage those packages and, and ready to hand those out. And I know what you're thinking. Well, you know, Grace, you really do talk about a lot of the automation that we're putting in warehouses, though, to help fulfill a lot of these labor shortages that we're going to see. Well, guess what? We need people behind the robotics aspect of it as well. The need for robotics, yes, is up about 40% this year uh, as people begin to put orders in for all types of robotics and automation, whether that's in the warehouse or we're looking at robots at the final mile delivery. Uh, robotics is everywhere. When people say I can't find people or I can't maintain or retain people, they look to robotics. Well, ro robots don't just pop out of nowhere, and the technology behind them doesn't just pop out of nowhere. At the pace that we're currently seeing robotics implemented, 57% of the available manufacturing and warehouse jobs will continue to be, remain unfilled. I mean, that shows you right there that we aren't even keeping up with demand on the robotics side either. Uh, so it's important to realize, though, where we look at warehousing and maybe even on-demand delivery jobs, Robotics takes a whole different type of individual to handle. It's a higher education level. One thing people don't realize is much like most autonomous technology, none of it's the same. A lot of it's going to take individuals who are very good at one specific method or one different way of, of creating and engineering robots that's uh, going to just be needed for one specific job. It's going to be easier to retain because it's going to be harder to jump from job to job. But again, at the demand that it's at, they might have a good chance of being able to jump from job to job as well. So uh, one area that, of course, we need to look at is, is the how are we treating employees, even in robotics? How are we retaining them? How are we recruiting them? Because that is a whole other area, again, that's going to be needed. And, and to think at the rate that we're implementing robots, if we still are seeing 57% of manufacturing and warehouse jobs unfilled, that's not a small number. It's about 3.5 million that will be needed so 57% is right under 2 million. So I, I here's the thing. Uh, we talk about labor. It's not going to appear out of nowhere. We still have boomers retiring at the highest rate ever. COVID is still happening. People are still sick from it and still out of work. And immigration policies have been harder since COVID and, and more difficult to come in the country. Uh, check out a recent episode of the Sirius show where me and John Kingston got into that. that a lot of this might even come down to immigration to find these workers. So at the end of all of this, what should we do? Well, we can bring up this image really quick from InstaWork. They asked the individuals as a part of the survey what they're going to do to do this. And the first one is probably the easiest and most obvious. Implement and improve retention practices. Keep the people indoors. Give them a career to look forward to. Create a culture that really makes them want to stay at the job, love their job, and invest their life fully in that job. 
course, there's other areas. You can increase headcount. That's just going to make your retention issue or so. You could work on different recruiting practices. Uh, but again, if they get in there and they don't like the job, retention once again up. Uh, what's interesting, of course, is the few of the last ones adding new scheduling, staffing, and planning software, or even just technology in general to recruit and get um, more recruits and maybe at a younger age who are used to using this technology. And I think that's why I'm really excited today to have a certain guest with us because we're not only talking about technology that one improves the driver's day. We're talking about a company that could have a, a really big impact on the future of logistics. And C3 Solutions is a company that's been on the show before, so you should know them as a yard management and dock scheduling system. But what's more important is that in this company, they're focused on culture. Why? Because they understand the of use of their technology in the future, but more importantly, the people behind that technology that are really going to help this grow. So I want to welcome you all uh, to welcome Elise uh, Kramir with us today. She's the president of C3 Solutions. It's nice to see you again, Elise. How are you doing today? Nice to see you, Grace. I'm doing well. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm a little bright today than the last time you saw me, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out there and uh, strap some trucks down out, uh, after this, that's for sure. But um, I, I want to thank you for coming today. Uh, we've had Greg on the show before. Uh, at this point, C3 is definitely a friend of the show, family of the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background, Elise, and your time in the industry, especially at C3, since you've been there for a good amount of time. Yeah, I've been there for 20 years. So uh, to be honest with you, Grace, I've, I was kind of born at C3. <laughs> so after my bachelor's degree, yeah, after my bachelor's <laughs> degree I, I met Nicolas Couture, who's one of the co-founders and, uh, and uh, was the president at the time. And I met the, the, the small team at C3, and I already knew uh, it was a different company, the way they manage people and, and their project and their activities. So it was a great fit for me. And uh, so I did uh, HR exclusively for a year, year and a half. And then I moved to uh, projects. So I was part of the implementation team for eight years and then operations and then presidents. So uh, over 20 years, it's been a great journey uh, so far. I love that. And yes, you've been there for just under yeah, two decades. It's incredible. And uh, that means that you've had such an essential part, though, of C3's, C3's growth. And I'm interested during your that time, uh, I know that you in particular and employees that I've talked to at the company say that you're very passionate about the culture at C3. Why do you think mm -hmm. culture is so important to the growth and, and, and products that comes out of C3 as well? Yeah, well, from the start, our, our motto was to be the best at what we do. And why not have fun while doing it, basically? And we knew it was, you know, to achieve that, it was about people. Hiring the right people, intelligent and, and cool people, and uh, and keep them. And keeping employees for us is not throwing perks uh, at them and, and making promises. We we do have some perks, though, but... <laughs> Uh, but it's really applying your values on a day-to-day -day basis uh, and in your management. And uh, so we decided to just to be different, to think outside the box, to uh, insert some fun in our jobs, uh, to, of course, allow people to evolve in the company. A bit like my story. We have a, a lot of other stories uh, like that at C3 as well. And, and uh, act 
act like family members. So really be there for one another. And it definitely worked. We're uh, 50, 52 employees right now. We have uh, 32% of our employees that have more than 10 years uh, at C3, which is for a tech company is pretty good. Uh, we've celebrated our 11th, 20th anniversary this summer, which is uh, nice as well. Yeah. And Grace, so just some examples of what we do differently, uh, if I may. Um, for example, we have now a CHO, so it's a Chief Happiness Officer or Beautiful Kelly. And really our, our, our role is to take care of the well-being of the team, uh, to make their life easier so they can really concentrate on, on their jobs. Uh, we During the pandemic, we rebuilt our offices, which we now call the C3 House for the C3 family. And it's really a loungy style of, uh, of offices where we have spaces where people can come, feel comfortable, uh, great space, spaces to, to work and brainstorm. Uh, so C3 House is, uh, has been uh, a great success. And social, it, it kind of took a life of its own. Uh, you can go see our Facebook page to, to see some of it, but our people are, are involved in uh, social causes. Uh, events. Uh, we have a volleyball league. We have a C3 band. Um, we have yoga <laughs> courses and, and boot camps uh, at the gym. So it's really something. It's a it's a fun fun and work hard environment. That is really cool. And a chief happiness officer. I I, I love that. I, I imagine putting that on your resume. What a it's it, absolutely wonderful, right? Uh, and I'm sure, I assume that she's probably the most happy person at the office as well, spreading that joy. And, that's yeah. awesome. I love that. Did you see also a C3 band? Is that right? We have a C3 band now. Yeah. We've discovered <laughs> some uh, some good uh, some good talents. So, yep. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really but cool. Well, hey, you got to go to F3. Sorry. Sorry, Grace. <laughs> No, you're good. I was say you have to come to F3 and perform or something. That's really cool. I, uh, it's, uh, it's, it, you know what's great about that, though, is that that showcases that your leadership is willing to learn about the employee outside of work. You know, I think a lot of times people, when they spend time and invest maybe a little bit more time in an employee, it's more about um, investing in, in what they can do for the ROI of, of the company but when you invest in their in their passions, you start to see the employee by themselves invest deeper into the company. So I think that's really, really important. And I guess if you could describe C3's culture in, in three words, what three words would you choose to, to describe it to hopefully future employees? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, for family, for sure. I would say that that, that would be the first. Then I would say um, courage. Uh, the courage to uh, to do things differently, to innovate, to uh, you know go through difficult times together, and and to embrace change uh, as a team. So, um, and the last one I would say, showing up. It's actually two words, but um, showing up for your your people and, and for your customers as well. I love that. Well, and I, I guess that leads to my next question. So, as we build and grow a strong culture within a company, and especially C three in general. How do you feel like culture can affect not just uh, clearly the company's growth, but the development of the solutions and the services that you're creating for customers? 
Yeah, well, it comes back to what I was saying initially. We wanted to be the best at what we do. And we thought it was about the people and keeping them. So it does apply for us. It's a direct relationship. And uh, so so we've been focused on yarn management and dog scheduling for 20 years, uh, super focused on that. And we basically apply the same values with our customers. So, you know, we, we go and, and see them and we are connected with them. We understand their businesses, their pain points, uh, what they want. And, and well, the result is really a, super tailored solution for their their uh, their industry their businesses i love that uh, that's that family culture right making them feel like it's more than just a company or a vendor in this case it's it's a true partnership and and i think well really the to add another word to your three it's it creates this culture of, of loyalty and um and with loyalty right comes everyone putting each other's needs together or for yourself. And so I assume because of that loyalty, that's why that trickles down into your customer's experience as well. And I guess in general, uh, how have you, what feedback have you gotten from your customers? Is there any tools that you would say have been developed uh, or improved upon or maybe, uh, you're working on something new because of what customers have asked of you. Yeah, well, um, I was saying that we've been focused on yard management and dog scheduling. And recently we, we I guess, launched another product, which is uh, C3 Hive. And C3 Hive is really right. the, the bridge between, between the planning, the, the dog scheduling and the execution, the yard part where we uh, we allow drivers to to communicate with you know the, the site via uh, an application and uh, you know they can provide their ATA and and while on site they, they we can do they, they could do a, a automated gate ends if, if if the site permits it and while on site they can communicate with transport or other people in the site where with the, the with, with the DC you know, without even going out of their trucks, they, they, they have direct communication. So it's really appreciated so far uh, by the drivers and and, uh, and saves time. Yep. Love that. And yes, of course, it's National Truck Driver Appreciation Week and being a, a provider of the technology uh, that actually puts time back right into the driver's day. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you would like to say in, in for your family at C3, right? Uh, in order to to appreciate or give back to the, do you have anything I guess to say to the driver workforce today um, for their work throughout the year? It's a good question. Well, thank you to start with. Yeah. <laughs> and, yes, and I'd like right? to say that we work hard uh, on educating our customers and shippers around the world on the the pressing need of giving back time to drivers. And as I was saying, implemented uh, implementing solutions like C threes. Uh, that will streamline the the, the supply chain activities. Uh, will do just that. Exactly. You know, it's really cool that at the end of the day, it's like if someone was to say C three, what do you? What's your purpose, right? It's to literally make time to create time. Something that people we all wish we had. None of us want to get older, right? None of us want to waste one moment of our own day. Um, and in particular, time for the carriers is money, and that's. A lot of times when we do driver surveys, that's the number one thing they want is just either time back with their family or money for that time that they've 
have to unfortunately be away. And it's, you know, I, I'm really happy to have you in particular on the show and especially uh, this type of technology, because I think sometimes we see in a lot of big headlines, oh, that we're, you know, we're having issues with labor shortages or, or labors in particular brought up in supply chain is mostly looked at as warehouse workers or truck drivers. But people don't mm-hmm. think about the technology that actually pushes these two groups forward. And it's t- companies like yourself, it's autonomous trucking companies, it's the technology, the future truck technology, right? All of that stuff's going to add up over time. So, um, representing the drivers today in this outfit i thank you for working <laughs> and making sure that that time is going back into their into their pockets as well and uh, i guess it, for you to just a personal question being there for 20 years which is mm-hmm. just uh, so commendable we see people in this industry jump from place to place and place what are your hopes for the next 20 years at c3 what are you hoping to build even more culture wise or anything in particular that you'd want to add? Um, my wish is that we, to preserve our, our culture. We've done some, you know, added some layers of management management recently, and, and we made sure that our new managers do get our culture and our priorities, and, and we, we did a lot of uh, new things with them. But uh, really, my wish is, uh, I believe in that format. I believe we can become a big company with big success, with keeping family and 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 you know family-oriented values, and and remain um, uh, re- remain focused on our employees and our customers, of course. Love that. Well, where Elise, where can hopefully future employees reach out to you uh, or learn more about C three and your solutions? Well, we have our website. It's uh, c3solutions.com. And uh, there's a page which is called uh, Join Our Team. And for people that would like to join, but curious people about, you know, the, the look of our new offices, the C3 house in the Join, join Our Team uh, page, there are some, some, uh, some pictures of that. They will see the C3 team. So it's the best way to have a, a sneak peek. Otherwise, on our, uh, if you guys want to follow our Facebook page on the social side, uh, we we put some interesting and fun things there, um, or uh, or LinkedIn as well. Love that. Well, you got a new follower. I will head there right after the show. Thank you so much, Elise, <laughs> for coming on, and I'll have you back on in the future. Have, have a good day. <laughs> have a good day. Thank you. No problem. And uh, for our audience out there, again, I'll make sure that I share that on Twitter and LinkedIn as well so that you guys can get a chance to head that way. But at the end of the day, uh, appreciate everyone in the supply chain. If you see a driver fueling up this week, go over, shake their hand. I've done it a couple times already this week, been hanging out at the local truck stops. And you guys would not understand, or gals, not understand how much it means to them just have a regular conversation with someone out of their truck. Uh, you know, the guys and gals are driving all over the U.S. every single day. So give them that opportunity. Thank them. See how quicker they get stuff delivered. See if your retail purchase get to you faster. I guarantee that they will. And of course, make sure that you go to FreightWaves.com slash POS in order to become a part of our point of sale family. Sign up for our uh, bi-weekly newsletter and uh, you'll be able to get all of your retail news delivered right to your inbox twice a week. Of course, we have this wonderful show and podcast as well. So make sure wherever you're watching this that you like and subscribe if 
it's YouTube or if you're listening as a podcast, hit that like and subscribe button so that we can get that feedback too. And of course, make sure that you guys are checking out our radio show. I am on SiriusXM every single day, Monday through Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. Uh, this week, we're celebrating truck, truck drivers as well. So we got a giveaway every single every single day um, and uh, some fun time with wonderful Ingrid Brown on this upcoming Friday episode. And last but definitely not least, especially since we found out maybe C3's band will show up. If you guys are looking to meet all of us live in person, F3 is right around the corner. Yep, the future of Freight Festival is finally here. Uh, after a year of patiently waiting, we are excited to all spend some time together as the Freightways family as well from November 1st to the 3rd in the wonderful Chattanooga. Tennessee. Head over to live.freightwaves.com and you can register for that. Get tickets, get hotels, and get excited. Uh, we've got some wonderful speakers from a lot of the companies that we've seen on the show before. A lot of the technologies that we talk about, GATIC, a lot of these autonomous vehicles, things like that. Well, they'll all be there. Um, and of course, we've got some wonderful live performances from Eli Youngban, Larry Fleet, Pat Green, Voice Avenue, and the uh, Yacht Rock Review as well. So again, head over to live.freightwaves.com in order to get a chance to meet all of us. Other than that, everyone have a great rest of your week and I will see you next week as well.